We talked yesterday a fair bit about nuclear power and energy in general, but uh, nuclear, one of the options and uh, how far away it could potentially be. And uh, with Nick Cater, do we need to uh, to start now? We probably do. I see comments by Twiggy Forrest today, Andrew Forrest, saying that uh, at best, if we get a move on right now, it's at 10 years away. Won't be sooner than that, more likely around 15. Could p- potentially do it in 10 if we start today. But, you know, we we do have a way to go, clearly, if we want uh, nuclear power. There's a fair bit going on in SA, and uh, the Premier, the Energy Minister, have been up north the last few days. There's a big copper development at Oak Dam deposit, it's been called. Uh, BHP want to create a world-leading copper area to supply surging demand right around the world for electricity generation, transmission and storage. A fair bit going on. There's... um, uh, iron as well. There's obviously the desal plant to help pump water to BHP should they decide to uh, to go down this path. Uh, the desal plant on the Air Peninsula. So let's have a chat about where we're at as a state. Rebecca Knoll, CEO, SA Chamber of Mines and Energy. Rebecca, good morning. Good morning, Matthew. How are you? Good, thank you. So nuclear is a way off, isn't it, realistically? Well, yes, it depends on how quickly we want to move with it. So um, if we followed the examples in the, in the UAE, we could um, have it all up and ready to, ready to roll in seven years. But we've got to have bipartisan support across uh, from a federal government perspective. We've got to overturn a prohibition and we need the regulatory frameworks in place. So, yes, there is quite a bit of back-end work to do, um, as well as building a reactor. Um, so, yeah, 10 years, I think, is realistic, um, but we, we all need to be on the same pathway. So at the moment, we don't have that. We've got uh, ideolo- ideology uh, that is opposing it, and we've got two parties that don't see eye to eye on it. Mm. So until we get that political uh, bipartisanship, yep, this one's going to take a bit to get it moving. Meantime, here in South Australia, there are projects moving, and Oak Dam is, is one. What does that look like in the future with BHP? Yeah, so um, obviously South Australia, as we've um, talked about before, is historically uh, known as the Copper Kingdom. Um, in 1840, gold was, um, sorry, copper was first uh, found and mined in South Australia up near Glen Osmond and then soon moved on to Capunda and Burra and other areas which were well established. Then, of course, uh, along came the gold rush in Victoria um, and our miners jumped, jumped across the border and uh, chased, chased the gold seams. Um, so in 1850, we were the third largest copper producer in the world, and today we're the sixth largest producer, and that standing is improving with assets like um, Oak Dam West. So BHP is obviously consolidating its copper position, calling it um, you know, the Copper South Australia province. Uh, they've purchased Oz Minerals. They've now got uh, Carapatina, Prominent Hill, Olympic Dam, and, of course, potentially Oak Dam. Okay, so there's a fair bit there. Um, what do they need to get to it? Is this go- is not going to be like the old um, BHP expansion of uh, Olympic Dam that was mooted about, what, 15 or so years ago, the world's largest open-cut mine and all the rest, and then, oh, no, it's scrapped. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously that's, that's problematic and a state like South Australia has got a, a long memory for ODX. Um, these projects all go through internal planning processes uh, and there are always milestones when things may or may not get a green light for proceeding but this 
Uh, given the demand for copper globally, um, this seems to be a very serious play by BHP. Um, in terms of what do they need, well, there's always the same hurdles to development um, of resources. One, of course, is water. The other one is power and then usually um, transportation. So Oak Dam needs water. Um, if they're to bring on another smelter, water is also required and a lot of power. So this kind of gets us back to this power position. Um, what is needed in South Australia is not just electricity for our homes and our offices, but we need industrial heat. Um, and industrial heat is either coming from coal or it's coming from gas or it's coming from nuclear. Um, or, as the government is talking about, there's a potential for it to come from hydrogen. Mm. So really what they're talking about there is an input and uh, that is industrial heat um, to drive the smelters to actually be able to produce the copper. So there's a couple of things that are needed for Oak Dam development. We need a copper smelter. We need uh, cost-effective power um, and water. Okay. And so that sort of pulls in that Northern Water project as well. All right. So uh, with Northern Water, as it is going ahead, so that, that ticks that box. The, the power, can that, how is that being generated? Well, as the government's been talking about over the last couple of days, they're looking at um, the hydrogen power yeah. um, project uh, down southeast and uh, and the promise of uh, of power there. In between time, of course, it uh, comes from uh, gas and coal. So that is the tricky position for South Australia in terms of our reliance on um, the, either fossil, on those fossil fuels, uh, which people are encouraging us to step away from, but actually they're the building blocks to being able to produce uh, minerals like copper, which are so important for, for our everyday lives. And I think a lot of people see that copper is not important for everyday lives. They don't really understand that it's in a broad range of household items. It's in all our new technologies. It's in everybody's smartphone. Um, and then we have buildings like the Adelaide Oval, which is completely clad in copper. So it has an architectural use mm. as well. Um, it's also got uses in the medical profession. Um, it's an antimicrobial. They're using it to uh, to look at cancers and to detect cancers. So it's an incredibly useful uh, mineral. Uh, we have about 90 kilograms of copper in uh, in every Australian home. And then if we look at something like cars and with this move towards electric vehicles, well, an electric vehicle has about 60 kilograms of copper in it. That's compared to an average vehicle, which is a non-EV vehicle, which is about 8 to 22 kilos of copper. So we're somewhere in the order of three to four times as much copper in an electric vehicle. Similarly, battery-powered buses, they've got about 370 kilograms of wow. copper. So copper is around us every day of the week. Everything that we're holding in terms of new tech has copper in it. So it's a hugely important mineral and the fact that South Australia has an abundance of it mm. is a great news story. Um, and also not to forget that we've got Hillgrove up in the Adelaide Hills, which has just uh, restarted its operation at the at uh, the Kanmantu yep. mine. So, yep. yeah, pretty exciting. good. Yeah. So all of this at the end of the day is jobs, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's jobs and it's uh, industrial prosperity for a yeah. state that um, has really got uh, good ambitions uh, to be a state that we all want to continue living with, living in and that there are good and well-paid jobs for, for families. How many? Do we know, for instance, Oak Dam, what, what that's capable of producing in terms of employment? I haven't got the employment figures on that, but it will be in the thousands and certainly 
uh, through construction and then into operation. So, um, you know, BHP already had a, a substantial workforce. Yeah. Uh, then they took on Olympic uh, on Oz Minerals workforce as well. So I haven't got the latest figure on what it would look like with Oak Dam, but it would be absolutely substantial and wow. in the Upper Spencer Gulf region. And, and these mines are here to stay. I mean, Olympic Dam's been going for 40 years now, close enough to, and uh, uh, still we haven't got anywhere near finishing that, have we? There's <laughs> lots no. more to do there. <laughs> Absolutely right, Matthew. And it's what we call um, generational deposits. Uh, So these are deposits that have a a life that goes on for generations. Um, So it could be around for another, you know, for 100 years. um, And it all depends on our mining methods and um, the value of the the commodity. But yes, these are generational deposits. So the planning that the South, South Australian government are planning now in terms of uh, civic infrastructure are absolutely critical because mm. these mines are not opening and then closing within five years. They are here for the long haul and we need to make sure that we've got the civic infrastructure around them to support um, a vibrant workforce. And towns springing up around these? I mean, Oak Dam is reasonably close to Roxby. I don't imagine it'll spark a new town up that way, but um, it. Uh, I suppose, does that sort of thing, doesn't it? You look at infrastructure once needed, the expansion of Roxby most likely is the the answer here, which is more jobs in itself. Correct. And, uh, you know, consolidation of these regional centres, whether it be Port Augusta, Piri, Wyala, uh, Roxby, it's a consolidation of these centres as well to make sure that we've got a well-trained workforce that are close or reasonably close to the assets. There will always be a need to drive in, drive out or fly in, fly out. Um, that's the sort of the normal way with the resources sector these days. But if you can have uh, local servicing, um, that's also really important. Yeah. All right, Rebecca, appreciate your time as always. Thank you. That's a pleasure. Thank you, Matthew. Rebecca Noll there, who is CEO, SA Chamber of Mines and Energy.